And we go a little something like this. What's up, everybody? Today's cocktail is a funky cold Medina. The ingredients are one ounce of vodka, one ounce of peach liqueur, one ounce of blue curacao liqueur, top with cranberry juice and top with ice. And you are going to pour over ice and top off with cranberry juice, serve in mason jar, and there's no garnish. Enjoy. Did you make that up? No, that's a real drink. Oh, do you remember the like song a... Funky Co- mm-hmm. So it's a drink. Oh. That's supposed to make you forget what you did. I thought it was something that like you made up on your own. No, girl. Oh. Tone love made that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... So let's see, announcements. Do you have any announcements? No special announcements, like about me personally. You or anything you're working on. Just anything. Anything you need to announce. I'm just hitting up these voiceover lessons. And as soon as it's so much fun here, it's like a, you know how we say this is therapy for us? Uh That's also another form of therapy. That's just, it's it's what I want to do. So it's amazing every time I go. I bet. Yes. What's going on with you, Bay? Um, well, before me, um, I just want to let everyone know that we have um, what's called Patreon. So if you go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search for Cocktails Dirty Discussion. If you've been um, listening to the show and you really enjoy it, we would really appreciate your support. Think of it like a Kickstarter website. And basically, you just pledge... The minimum is a dollar, and you just make a pledge of how much you'd like to donate to help us out just to help offset some of the costs until we get our big sponsors in, which hopefully won't be long. Ow! Um, But we just set that up, and we have a lot of big plans, and I don't have a sugar daddy yet, so I could use you guys' help. And if everybody could just, you know, donate a dollar, that would be great. It's a dollar, you guys. One dollar. Yeah. Also, I re-put up... That's not right. But I put my website back up, kikisaidso.com. You can see links to the show on there. There's pictures of us on there. And I'm going to start blogging about um, some of the things we talk about on the show and other relationship things, trying to get back into writing. So that's up. You guys can check it out whenever you get a chance. And then what else is going on with me? Tell them uh, about Bay of the Day. Oh, yesterday, uh, I was Bay of the Day for Lymphoma for Boys on Streets 94.5, the station I work for every day, damn near. Um, and that was really fun. They said they were going to get in my business, but it wasn't that bad. I thought they were going to have a really dirty discussion. I told them we could, <laughs> and they just wanted to know who was hitting that. That probably made them like, nervous. It probably did. It probably really did because they probably didn't know what I was going to say to them. But that was a really fun experience. If you um, if you guys are in Atlanta, make sure you listen to 94.5 and check them out every day, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10. And if not, you know, if you want to sit at the computer and listen, then you can. It makes me no difference because I was only on there yesterday. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Other than that... Just so that you guys know, for the past couple of weeks, Shayla hasn't been here. She's no longer going to be a part of the show, um, and we wish her the best. Let's talk about everything that has been going on this week. <sighs> Before we jump into our topic, first things first, okay. United Airlines. They're out of control. Out of control. So I was laughing at a lot of the memes that I was seeing because it was funny. But then at the end of the day, it's like this really happened to somebody. Then they start telling um talking about like his past his criminal history and i'm like 
Okay, and what does that have to do with being dragged off the flight? Do you really think that they knew that? That's not why they were dragging him off the flight. It's not because he was a threat to the passengers. I couldn't believe they could do that. I can't believe that that is actually a policy. Like, and when you go yeah. and look it up, it is. Like, the Department of Transportation, they have this set of policies, and that is a guideline that the airlines are supposed to follow. I'm not sure that it's supposed to go like that. They can. I don't agree with it. I just don't agree. And I'm a flight attendant. All My flight attendant friends are like, well, he didn't follow the guidelines. Rosa Parks didn't follow the guidelines. When okay. she sat her ass on the front part of the white-ass bus. So what were the guidelines that he was supposed to follow? Because I thought that he was they were asking for volunteers, and he didn't want to volunteer, and he was saying that he was a doctor, he had patients, and he didn't want to volunteer to give up his seat. So he was like, nah, I ain't moving. Okay, so let me let you know. The Department of Transportation allows airlines to overbook the flights based off of the airline's passenger no-show no rate. Right. It, it, okay. In the event that everyone shows up, like what happened, mm -hmm. we have deadheading crew members that are needed in another city. That means they let the crew members that need to get to work get on the plane. Okay. Um, we must deny someone boarding for this to happen. In a typical situation, we solicit and receive volunteers, compensate them accordingly, and rebook for the next available flight. In the case there are no volunteers, which there weren't, mm -hmm. we must involuntarily involuntarily deny someone boarding, and there is an order of removal for those passengers. This could be based on your fare, itinerary, or time of check-in. Okay. Per the, t the Department of Transportation, when a customer is denied boarding involuntarily, the airline must compensate that customer up to four times the amount paid for the ticket, no higher than $1,350 cash. That wasn't said. That man didn't get that offered. So how did he get on the plane if they were supposed to deny him boarding? That's the part that's confusing to me. Like, he was already on the plane. Did y'all not check his boarding pass and say, sorry, sir, you can't get on? Or did he, like, brush past everybody and like, no, nah, fuck this shit. I'm going like what? I don't think that he brushed past them and was like, fuck this shit. Of course, they're now trying to bring out negative aspects of this man's life, which doesn't make sense. He, um, I think that the United Airlines company, they obviously made a mistake because listening to the news this morning, they said that the, pl the flight wasn't actually overbooked. And so it, now what? it's like all these stories. It's like, what the fuck happened here? Like, what was the give problem? him some money. He is. He needs some money. This <laughs> And then to see his face bleeding like that, that was Glasses just... all sliding off. That's just not cool. That's just not cool. I just wanted to... I don't agree with it. And for all you people that are out here saying, well, it's a policy. Slavery was a law at one point. It wasn't yeah. right. There's Change your fucking policy. Right. There's plenty of policies that are not okay. Um, what else happened? Okay, so the San Bernardino shooting. Did mm -hmm. you hear about that? I did. Okay, so I just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention because they're saying now that it was a domestic violence situation. I, I read that. Yeah, because he came in. If you if you didn't see the story, there was a man in California and he went to his wife's school where she was teaching and he went in there and he shot her killed her um he also shot some students they're saying that they don't believe that the students were who he intended to shoot but they did get shot somebody died and then he then killed himself yeah and that is just so sad like somebody's child who had nothing to do with this and he was in a special needs class yeah where is your heart bro like he went in there and shot 10 shots you know someone other than who you're trying to kill N i'm not saying she deserved to die but you have to know that you're going to harm other innocent people yeah like you can't you can't just do stuff like that and then um i was reading something else where they spoke to the wife's family mm -hmm. and they were saying like he was truly a wolf in sheep's clothing because they they were friends 
friends for years. It wasn't like she just went off on a whim and married somebody. Um, he seemed like a good guy, and then he accused her of cheating. They got married in January, and she broke up with him recently. So I want to just remind everybody to be careful because no matter how long you know somebody, sometimes they're able to conceal who they really are for a very long time. Yep. It's really sad. So on a lighter note, because that's that's extra deep. Ooh, we got lights flickering. Turn up. Okay, so are you familiar with the rapper Masone? Not really. I wasn't either. I just happened okay. to come across his interview and I heard him do a free song. He talked about Future. Like uh-huh. he like turned up on Future, but it made so much sense. And I just want to touch on it briefly and get your opinion on it. Okay. A lot of the times we listen to rap music and we think a lot of people don't think that rap influences the minds of specifically black men, young black men. Mm-hmm. They think that, well, you have a choice, you have a choice. But the music Masone made a free song talked about how future is basically ruining our future saying that he's poison intentionally poisoning the minds of young black men saying that to come out here and come up with these songs and you're well into your 30s um, talking about young nigga move that dope and young black boys are really doing this talking about hitting licks and not getting caught talking about Molly and Percocets. I mean, he literally has a song where most of the lyrics are Molly and Percocets. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to know, like, what do you think about that? And people have said, like, well, 21 Savage is the same thing, but 21 Savage is a kid. Hopefully you evolve from it, like like the Jay-Zs. Like, I mean, you can even use Kendrick Lamar as an example. And so what do you think? Do you think it's like, well, look, don't let your kids listen to it or... Do you think um, he has a, he should he should take some responsibility and try to make some type of positive music? I don't think that he should make positive music. Um, I think it would be good, mm-hmm. but I don't know that. Uh, it, I kind of feel like it would fall on deaf ears mm-hmm. because Future is somebody that people idolize because they have this idea in their minds that he has lived this super thug life and and he's just making millions of dollars and there's no consequences to his actions which is i think what um the guy was saying right and um lots of people are like that and he i I watched some of the interview that he did on the breakfast club and he was saying how he feels like it's different with 21 savage like you said because he's a kid um and why i don't think it's that different um sometimes i guess I have to take a second and like step back and really reevaluate some things because when I listen to music, I like that ratchet music. Mm-hmm. But when I listen to it, I'm not trying to emulate their lives. It's entertainment. It's strictly <laughs> entertainment. And I felt that way as a kid. And I never thought that they were really rapping about their real lives, whether they were or weren't. I didn't really think it was real. I feel like, unfortunately, being a little hood rat and committing crimes all the time is what's profitable. If future made um, positive music I do not think that his record label would back it so I don't even know that it would get out there but I do think I do wonder what he thinks and how he feels because he has children and so are you like me and that you kind of forget sometimes how impressionable mm-hmm. people can be or do you just not give a fuck because at the end of the day you are making money and you just care about making money and I kind of feel like future would think the second thing yeah um, it, it's not a thought in his mind because I even saw an interview where he was like, you know, my kids are just going to have to suffer with me not being around because I'm a rock star and I'm affording them a luxurious lifestyle. And that's what he said. And it's just like, wow, these are the people that you look up to. So 
I think it's good to make positive music. I do feel bad that he is um, giving this music to our young people. I, I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. But from a business perspective, I don't think that him making positive music is going to sell and is really going to see the light of day and is going to get played because that's just not what the people respond to. Yeah. So, like, I get both sides of it, and it just really sucks. So to that, I just say... You can't keep your kids from listening to it, but maybe just try and go the extra mile to show them other examples of who to look up to, who can be successful. You don't have to be a rapper, a football player, basketball player, or entertainer of any sort. There's other things you can do, and you could actually be the executive who's making the decisions yeah. about what music is going to get out. And that's and what needs to happen, for real. But yeah, I mean, that's a whole other subject. You know, <laughs> maybe Friday. Maybe Friday. <laughs> well, that was a nice little catch-up on the uh-huh. current events yes okay so um i guess that's it for the current events um we'll take a break and when we come back we are gonna talk a little dirty this week finally you said a man is not a necessity a man is a luxury like dessert (laughs) yeah man is absolutely not necessity did you mean that to sound mean and bitter oh not at all I adore dessert. I love men. I think men are the coolest. But you don't really need them to live. So this week's douchebag of the week goes to a D.C. police officer. Now, this 27-year-old Metropolitan Police officer decided that it was going to be a great idea to not only solicit sex from a 15-year-old for $80, but to pull a gun out on her and take the money back after it was all said and done. This guy, his name... Ooh, I'm about to fuck up his name, but I don't care. His name is Chukwamika Ikwana. It's a black guy. I'm assuming it's an African name. I don't know. But the Anne Arundel police (laughs) picked him up. That's in Maryland. They picked him up and he was charged with armed robbery, firearm use, first, second, and third degree assault, third degree sex offense, reckless endangerment, and prostitution offenses. I just want to know, you are a police officer. You are supposed to be out here protecting and serving. And not only did you go out and solicit someone for sex, which is illegal, no matter how you may morally feel about it, you solicited this girl for sex. You should have known what the deal was because she was only selling her pussy for $80. And that should be a red flag. She either has something or she's a child, whether you knew she was a child or not, but she's 15. And then you won't even give the girl her $80? You gonna snatch the shit from her and then try and go on about your day like that shit is not okay and I think I touched on this before about how there's so many kids who go missing and so many things that happen Mm -hmm. because of um, human trafficking and shit like this like that's a kid she could be just like those missing girls or or any missing kid and the police officers out here trying to fuck them and steal their money so for that chuka looka looka whatever is douchebag of the week Okay, guys, and we're back. So we were talking, and we were like, oh, my gosh, we have been so, like, uh, mature these past couple of episodes, (laughs) and we have been having, you know, conversations that wouldn't be so bad for our parents to listen to. So, parents, if you're listening and you got comfortable, please go now. Thank you. (laughs) 
family members too. Goodbye. This week we're talking about our young days. We still young. Our younger days and just kind of the trouble we got in. And the bad decisions and the lessons that you learned Ooh, from them. It... Okay. Like, sometimes I look at the past and I'm just like, how am I living? Yeah, like, I could be in a lot of trouble. I could be. I remember when I first got to Clark and I met this girl, me and Sade, like, both met this girl. We all lived in Bumstead. Uh And we met this girl and she seemed really cool. She was like, Y'all want to come to a party? We're like, turned up, like, Yeah, like, me and Sade didn't really know each other. We both knew. We go to some party with her. It ended up being a trap house. There was piles of cocaine and pills and and we were just. Wait. A trap house, Kira. It was next to the prison. It was like terrifying. And I was just looking. I look back then. I'm like, how did we not get raped? And Shadi and I were still semi-responsible. We were just like, we should have asked more questions. We have to go. We need. You need to take us home. We almost got in a car accident on the way home because the dude was high and drunk and fucked up. It was just really well, like, wow. Why did he take y'all there? Were y'all supposed to get to work? The girl told us that we're going to a party. So we ro- we rode with her. When we got there with her, she got high and drunk and, and high. And we were like, what? We didn't know We didn't know each other. And we were just like, what? <laughs> Like when you first get to college and you're meeting new people just trying to hang out and have fun and shit. Yeah, it was one of them. And you're like, you was a hoe in high school. Yeah, you just too fast for me. Um, when I Okay, so I went to Howard. When I first got there, um, I had an ancient boyfriend and he was short, so I should have known. Um, and I wasn't very bad. I didn't drink. What? Uh, yeah, I, before <laughs> I was not a drinker. You would never know that if you've met me within like the past five years. But I was not a drinker. So my roommates and well, my roommate and my friends um, used to come to the room and they would be so fucked up. And then they were drinking like Everclear. That cheap shit. Yes, they they were drinking E&J. Shout out to my girl Nia. Because <laughs> Nia, I feel like Nia probably still drink E&J and she's, she's an adult now. I mean, she's younger than me, but she's an adult. Um, and they just used to go to these parties. I'll never forget. Were y'all 21? When or I was this freshman year? No, I'm talking about freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> Nia used to keep the liquor. I don't know where she was getting it from. Anyway, I'll never forget. There was a guy I was seeing who also wasn't shit. There's a pattern. You see it starting out. Um, there was a guy I was dating. And, uh, well, I can't even say dating because it was like one of our first few dates. But we went out and he was having a birthday party. But I worked. I have always been working and shit. My friends went to the party. They all got fucked up. Like, three of them ended up having sex with different people at the party. Oh, and wow. I, they was turned up. Yes. And I'm like, y'all don't even know them. I just introduced you to old boy before I went to the party. What's going on? So... I uh, came home from work and then everybody came in after the party and then they were all telling me about their drunken decisions and I was just like, okay, I ain't drinking. Fast forward a couple years, <laughs> it was different. Like when you got to college, were you drinking and like going out a ton? I would go out, but I would take caffeine pills. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> and Kiara really didn't drink. She was like, let me pop my caffeine pills. We were yeah. really looking like a girl. But it worked. That. It worked for you. Yeah, I was turned up. I was having fun, dancing everywhere. When I got to college, I was drinking. I mean, before I got to college, I was drinking. I wasn't overly drinking, but I remember sneaking drinks. But it was like Smirnoff ice, like, and I really thought I was doing something. But yeah. when I got to college, it turned into like the Smirnoff vodka, like that cheap shit that's gonna rape your throat when it goes down. Ooh, but yes. you gonna have a hell of a time. You gonna be sick as fuck in the morning, but yeah. And it was like those were really fun times. Like I remember when I turned twenty one. 
and um, I got so drunk that we didn't even make it to the party that oh I was supposed God. to make. It to. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember my friends telling me like, Medina, we stopped to, at a stoplight and you ran out of the car, went under a bridge, thought it was a party and it was a group of homeless people. Like it was Medina. a group of, I could have been... <laughs> Who knows what could have happened? What bridge was this? I I don't even remember it, but it was it was by where the AUC is. It was yeah. a very dangerous area, and it was like they were like we stopped at the stoplight. You're like we're here. Jumped out the car, ran under the. Maybe it wasn't a bridge. It was just like a, a, a extremely high populated J area, mm-hmm. and it was like they said I was like trying to dance and like grind on the homeless men and like just turn up. I was like the party. We're at the party. Yeah, turn up, homeless dick all night. Oh my y'all. God. They had to drag me back in the car. And when I woke up in the morning, I was like, did that really happen? They were like, that happened. I woke up and throw up. Oh, my God. It was just was like. Was it your throw up? It was my throw well, up. it's better yours than somebody else's. That's true. This is true. Ooh. Crunchy weave. I don't know how many times I had crunchy throw up in my weave That's in college. That's bad. Um, I remember one time I went home. This man is so fine, y'all. Like, I was just always making bad decisions. Like, he would make me nervous. So, at this point, I think I was just starting to drink. So, I could, like, have something super light and I would be, be fucked up. up. Yes. So, we went to his friend's house for a party. And so, I'm drinking. Um, I was a cheerleader at Howard. I don't know why I thought he started talking about, he played football. He started talking about football stuff and his friend was a football player. And so then I started talking about my cheerleading stuff. I was doing cheers in the middle of the party. Stop playing. Um, I'm so serious. And then I was with Sandra and Soraya, um, two of my friends from home. And we left the party and I was like, oh, I'm going to this nigga's house, right? We'll just say his first name, Marcus. I'm going to Marcus's house. This is the one with the eyes. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was like, I'm going to Marcus's house. Like, Marcus is so fine. Like, I got to go with him. It's whatever. And so then I started, once we got in the car, I was like, oh, no, I'm drunk. I can't go. Like, I am drunk. I'm going to embarrass myself. Like, I don't want to go. And so Marcus is like, well, are you coming? He's calling. Sandra takes my phone. Sandra and Soraya, one of them, they take my phone. They take me to his house to drop me off they like basically pushed me out of the car and was like go girl get you some and I was like they are no, wild no. Like, and so then I'm calling them and I'm like what about my makeup like my makeup is in there I don't like to leave without my makeup so they they circled back around threw my makeup case at me and was like bye girl call us in the morning so next thing I know I wake up I thought I was in heaven um, I was just in this white room. There were white sheets everywhere. And I was like, oh, I'm dreaming. Were you still looking cute? Probably not. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't see myself. And so then I look over. I see my panties are on the doorknob. And I was like, oh, gosh. I looked at my body. I don't know if it was throw up or another bodily substance or what was on my body. But there was a little crusty substance. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So then I look, I roll over and I see him. And I was like, well, I don't really care. Like, I'm fine right now because he's fine right now. You know? And so I look under the sheets and, like, his was hanging out of um, his boxers. And I was like, Was he asleep? Yeah, he was asleep. And I was like, oh, my God. I think I fucked him. And... I don't even know. So then I lay there. Am I pregnant? I wasn't even mad. I was just (laughs) laying there like, I'm trying to get back to memory because that's a fine man, you know? And so I was just like, oh gosh. So that just turned, that was, that was bad. And so I was like, okay, drinking isn't for me. Did you have any like back flashes though of like, ooh, like seeing yourself do something? You're like, ooh. Yeah. 
but it was like so little and that wasn't the first or the, no that was the first time but it wasn't the last time I had a little instance like that so it's like I always get so embarrassed but he's just so fine I don't care like if he walked into this room right now I'm just going to act like I'm not embarrassed and nothing happened because yeah. wait was that the last time you saw him no I saw him again I got really drunk again and I remember kissing him and then we had sex and I couldn't really remember and was I, he drunk I, too yeah but he wasn't so drunk that he couldn't remember. Now, just let the record state, I was not raped. I am quite sure, even years <laughs> later, that I was a okay. Let's I just be clear. I wanted this. I just don't yeah, remember. Yeah, that's all. So This was not a Nate Parker type situation. It wasn't at all. It was just like, uh, what's your fantasy? And he was it at the time. Did you ever have a moment where you felt like, I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to go out anymore because you did something so crazy? Yes, What girl. was the moment? Okay. Oh, this is a <laughs> hell of a story. And it actually has, an, it's not even a sexual story. So, okay. <clears throat> y'all already know, me and Kiara both used to work at 255. Well, before Kiara got there, I had some couple different episodes, but the one that I remember <laughs> distinctly is I. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so, em- even to think about it, it's so embarrassing. So, I worked at 255 and I ended up getting really close with the owners of the establishment. It was like family almost. It was like. I just kind of like got to get the shifts that I wanted, got to, it was just great. They always made sure I was in a good section. It was like family. So one night I was working and um, everyone didn't show up to work. That's a normal thing that happens at 255 and you just end up being like two people in the establishment working. So it ends up being like a rough shift, but it ends up being worth it because you make so much money. Yeah. And so I was there and I can't remember the other waitresses that were there with me, but it was Halloween. So they encouraged us to dress up. So I dressed up as Robin the Hood and it was like a rendition of Robin Hood, but it was like a little gangster one. It had a little like green. It was really cute. It had a little hat with the feather and it had a little money bag. So I was putting all my tips in the money bag. Uh-huh. Well, everyone was buying me shots because it was like a night when all of the owner's family like came in, his friends came in. Everybody was just turned up and they was like, Medina, take a shot, take a shot. This was back in the days and I was like, I really didn't eat that often because I enjoyed being really skinny, like white girls skinny <laughs> so you I just said didn't, you didn't eat I didn't eat much and it was when I like Hannah and I lived together we just didn't eat much we were always getting high and we I just really realized yeah, yeah, I really did not eat and I used to be like eating chicken wings all the yeah, time yeah like, we just weren't interested in food this. at that point in our lives and mm-hmm. so so I didn't eat much so we're like people were like buying me so many shots that it was like I am surprised that I didn't get alcohol poisoning well maybe I did So before I, the last thing I remember from that night still is just like running around, like skipping in my money with my money bag, like around me. Y'all, I was working. Like I was literally working. (laughs) I had about seven different tables. And at first it was funny that I was a little bit tipsy. And then it turned into like, I was getting the tables mixed up. Food was going out. And I was like, just eat it. It's okay that you didn't order. I mean, I was going off on customers. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like it was so embarrassing. I started trying to take my clothes off. Then one of my friends that was working, she ended up taking me to the bathroom. And another guy that used to always frequently place he comes in the bathroom I try to kiss him I mean I was just throwing myself at everyone my ass was out I was still trying to drink shots I started throwing up on myself I'm in the place like they had me in the bathroom and I was just like it was so embarrassing so they ended up taking me to the back remember that little back area where people could park if you yeah. if there was no parking in the front so they took me to the back they didn't know who to call because it was like who do she can't obviously she can't drive and no one can leave because we were short staffed uh-huh. ended up Hannah ended up calling my phone they picked the phone they're like can you come get her like can you you have to come get her now like you have to come get her now she's running around cussing people out showing her booty trying to fuck everybody <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. She has, she has throw up in her weave. Like, come get her now. Uh-huh. So Hannah comes to get me, and I just remember waking up. I peed in Hannah's bed. Oh my God. I woke up in a puddle of pee. And there was cleaner next to my bed and Hannah was just like, yep, you cleaning it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what happened? She explained to me what happened. I had to go up to work and talk to Mario. He showed me the video footage of me running around drunk. And I was like, I don't want to see it. I don't. And he was like, you know, you're fired, right? And I was like, are you sure? But it's not my fault. Everybody kept buying me shirts. It was so so embarrassing. I was for a long time, I wouldn't go to Peter Street because there were so many key people that are always on Peter Street that were there that night that Mm -hmm. saw me show my ass. It was ridiculously embarrassing. Like to this day, when people bring it up, I just don't want to. I'm just like, stop. Can you just stop? 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 I get it. I get it. I get it. It's not funny. I'm really sitting here in shock. I was in Atlanta. But I had already quit because somebody had stole my phone, them little hood rats. Oh, I remember. Yeah, and I was like, fuck this shit. I don't, I'm not doing this ghetto shit. And mm-hmm. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm not drinking no more. I don't know how long that lasted, but. Uh, probably till the weekend. Right. Do you remember when we used to go out every weekend? You couldn't tell me and Kiki to not go to Gold Room. Me, Kier, and Hannah, that was our, we were like the three musketeers. We would be up in Gold Room. Gold Room like wasn't we even cute there. <laughs> it looked kind of ratchet. And that was like probably one of the more just it was like mansion is what it reminded me of. Yeah. Gold Room was not pretty with the checkered floors and the pink walls and the fancy lights. It was just like Bitch, what? Yeah. I used to have fun. Yeah, you couldn't tell us we didn't run the ship. We were not wait. We were coming in there like we was the housewives, the basketball wives or something. And we were the thotty thunkers. <laughs> thotty thunkers? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I remember one time we went to Vanquish. Do you remember Vanquish? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Vanquish is on Peachtree. It's really yeah. cute. It's closed down now. Um, But Vanquish was another nice like club lounge situation. And I have... Well, yeah, I have because it ain't went away. I have this really bad problem with dudes with nice cars. Like, if I feel like you look like you didn't rent the car and that probably really is your car and you have, like, a really nice exotic car. You getting in it. I'm getting in it. It's nothing to it. So I remember one time I was leaving Vanquish and there was this guy. He was an okay-looking guy. Um, I didn't think much of him and... I had parked far because it's always packed, mm-hmm. you know? So he was like, well, I can take you to your car. Why would I get into the car well, with a strange stranger. man? Do you want to know why? Because it was a nice-ass Aston Martin. Do you do you see those on the street? Do you know what it is? Uh, okay. I just know the song. Yeah, so it's really, really nice. It's about $300,000, um, and it's a sports car. It's super cute. So I hopped in and I was like, well, whatever, I don't care. So I get in the car. Somebody was, I don't know. So I ended up hanging out with him a bunch. And I, I did just, you like him? He was all right. I mean, and he took you right to your car. Yeah, he took me to my car. And then he was like, well, do you guys want to go get something to eat? So we went to eat. I think I was with Lauren that night. And so we ended up going to eat. But that night I was being a super thotty because I get he took me to my car. But then um, super I, thotty. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on Lauren. Lauren had hopped in the car with some other dude that she kind of already knew. 
Um, but she wasn't coming back. So I was like, okay, I know I'm being annoying. Can you take me back to the parking lot? Cause my friend isn't coming and I'm concerned because I don't know these people. So we go back. And so she was with the pack of Africans. Like she has a thing for the Africans. That's just what she is attracted to. So that's who she was with. So when we get over there, I see more nice cars. So I'm like, okay, Mercedes S class. That's cute. It's not as cute as this, but it's cute. Then you I was really like, be knowing the names of the cars. Yeah. So then I see the Lamborghini and I'm like, oh, that's cute. Now. I didn't realize this, but the two African dudes who I gave my number to, they were both really close friends, but they both had really nice cars. And I was hey, like a happens. car thought at that point. So I gave both my number and I was going on dates with both of them. We went to Devon one day. So I went with African Mike. Um, I started to say rest in peace. He's not dead. He's just in federal prison for scamming. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with African Mike and then African Joe was who we were meeting. I didn't African know. Mike and and that's what they really call themselves. So I get um, I get to Devon to meet African Mike. He comes downstairs to get me. We walk upstairs and I, I just had like that, that emoji with the big eyes and the little mouth where it's just like, ooh. But I was like, well, shit, I'm just here for the food anyway. So I sat my ass down and we all had conversation, had a great time. There was another girl there. So what could he really say? That's the kind of stuff that was always happening. I can say that I didn't sleep with any of those guys, mm-hmm. but I was always down to go somewhere with them because I just wanted to ride in the nice car. <laughs> I just, I just did. I just wanted it to rub off on me. You know, that's very thoughty, but it's the truth. Look, and we were lying. young. We were young. I remember when I was in college. And I was dating this guy who was just like my everything in college. One of my everythings in college. He used to do me so dirty though, but I was just down for it anyways. Yeah. Um, so him and I were like dating and and he like dropped off the face of the earth for a minute. And this wasn't like in the oh, younger no. college. I was still young, but it wasn't I wasn't a freshman. I think I wanna say I was like a sophomore, like late in the sophomore year. Okay. And um so him and I were dating and I would always like go to his dorm room and like just we had a great time. All of a sudden he like dropped the face of the earth. I didn't know where he went. And I was like, what's happening? Like he was just very scared. So I started talking to somebody else and right. um, they ended up being line brothers. And I was like, wait, wait. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he had dropped off the face of the earth because he was online. But the other dude was online, too. But he was still like he was still like present. So yeah. I was like, look, like I, I didn't know what was going on until I. I I went to the I didn't go to the probate because then I ended up being online and then Sade went to the probate she was like I know why such and such dropped off the face of the earth because they are line bros and they are, one is the 13 and one is the 14 that is what just that's what happened here and I was like oh my gosh you think they know she was like hell yeah they know they have to know they're, they just pledged together they have to know if you were still talking to the other one girl it was so embarrassing so I tried to keep it going if nobody's gonna bring it up we're just gonna have this big elephant in the room but okay. Yeah, they ended up bringing it up and it was uh, embarrassing. Was, was it like, like a a big dinner meeting? Like we're all going to get together and talk about it or No, it was like a text message. Like I know you've been fucking with with blank. Such and such. Yeah, and it was like uh, What can I say to that? I have. I didn't feel like it was my fault. I'm, I'm just young, wild and free. <gasps> What do you want from me? I'm a Libra. <laughs> I hate when people say shit like that. I really do. I'm a Libra, so. <laughs> anyway, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to keep talking about being dumb ass children. Yeah. I'm trying to think of whether my years in college were worse because I or if my years as a as a young adult in Atlanta like as soon as I graduated college like I waited a couple months and I moved to Atlanta and I feel like I got here and I was like this is where I'm supposed to be but I was just being so damn wild I think 
I think it was worse when I got to Atlanta, not just because my actions, but because I was also older and I should have known better. I mean, I was young, but I was those were mistakes I should have made in college. That's why I think young people need to get it out of their system. You think, though, because I feel like in college I made these drastic mistakes and even outside of college I made drastic mistakes like not that I wouldn't make them now. But like from 22 to like 25, I was fucking up. Like, yeah, I was too. But it was like, I just say for me, because I knew better. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I didn't know. I knew. And I was still doing dumb shit. I don't know. I think I just wanted to have that phase to get it out of my system. I think it's better that I did it then than to be trying to do it now. Absolutely. Because the shit ain't cute. We we did some crazy stuff together. We did some crazy stuff apart. I'm trying to think. Do you remember when we took that road trip? To Tennessee. Yes. <sighs> I thought I was on wag, y'all. And it wasn't even my nigga who we was going to see. I was just the tag along. Y'all, we can't even say his name because I've, if we say his Ooh. name, everybody's going to give me hate mail because everyone in Atlanta has fucked him. I probably have AIDS right now for all I know. Okay, you don't have AIDS. <laughs> don't put that on yourself. But we, so Kiera and I go, I I used to like mess with this this football player who, he was fun. He was fun he to was be, he fun. was that guy to we be around. We can't take that from we him. We can't take that from him. It was like everywhere we went, we were good. Like anywhere, there was drinks, there was drugs, whatever you wanted, he would provide it. One day he's like, Medina, y'all want to come to the football game in Tennessee? He had got, uh, what is it called when you go to a different team? Traded. He got traded. And so we went to Tennessee to the, we drove down there. Me and Kiki made a road trip out of it. We had fun. Like we, we had, had so much fun. So much fun. Like we went to and we were kids. Now that I look at it, we look like little kids. Yeah, like we were overdressed. I had on heels at a football game. So did I. At a fucking Tennessee Our bunions were game. hurting. Yes. Um we went to a bar after I remember at the game, I was like, Medina, <laughs> we gotta figure out who his friends are because I'm plotting on somebody tonight so I picked out a guy and I was like I want him I'm gonna use the power of positive thinking he turned out to be married but he was still trying to roll with it like he was I'll never forget he told me it's not cheating if you don't come and I don't come and I was like nigga what's the point right Like so, we ended up going to dinner with him, the dude I was messing with, and the guy, the, like all the team. It was like yeah. majority of the team. Kira and I felt so cool. Like we were just like, yeah, ah. we were just like, yeah, we're yeah, here, we're, where we're supposed yeah. to be. I remember like girls were coming up to the table, like, and we hey. were just looking at them. They were flirting. They wanted autographs and pictures, and I'm looking like anybody is my man. And you know what? There was a nice, ugly young man at that table, and I probably <laughs> should have given him the time of day. I don't know. You would probably be married, and we would be acting like Adrian Bosch right now. Okay, we'd be on private jets sipping champagne and shit. I I played him to the left because I was still trying to get at the cutie. He was fine. He was, but he was fine and married. Remember when you fell in the club? Ooh, I am horrible with that. Like, there have been so many instances. Yes, you guys, I busted my ass in the middle of the dance floor. I wasn't dancing. I was just we walking just through like, doo-doo, And I slipped I and like... fell because I was in this little-ass dress. I was like, you some okay? heels. You jumped up so quick. And I was just like, I got to get up. But then I was nervous because it was a puddle. It was a and puddle. And I had on that little dress. I was like, I know. It's gonna look like I peed on myself. <laughs> we went to the club. It was the club wasn't fun, but then we ended up leaving. We went to the hotel, and we thought we was gonna turn up with more football players. But yeah. come to find out, they got curfew. They had a curfew. They had security on every level of the hotel. We were like, "What is this?" Remember, we sat downstairs, and you were like, "We're gonna have to leave," and I'm gonna be pissed. And we were sitting on the floor, looking like thotties, like we for were. real, super we 
bodies. <laughs> we looked stranded and it was just like, we just been out drinking. Like we can make it back to Atlanta. We weren't that far. But what ended up happening, if I remember correctly, he came back down. He had to get us a different hotel room at yeah. another hotel, at a different hotel. Yeah. And he came and stayed with us. I ended up fucking him in the bed while Kiara was sleeping next to us. Yes, it and was. Kiara was the real MVP because she faked sleep. I knew she was awake. I'm sitting over here <laughs> fucking in the bed with her like, shh, shh. And we're loud as fuck. They were so loud, you guys. And I just wasn't sure how to. <laughs> now, mind you, this is like in the morning on day two. So the game must have been Saturday. This is Sunday morning. <clears throat> I met the dude after the game. Like, I didn't know him. Her other friends had probably met him, but I didn't. This is like... Oh, I didn't realize that. I had been in Atlanta for two weeks. (gasps) And that was my welcome to Atlanta in Tennessee experience. And I was like, oh, this is um, interesting. This is the thing that reality TV is made out of. And that would have been a perfect episode because then, remember, we were leaving and Mm -hmm. you forgot something in the room and then... (laughs) and frankenstein was like i forgot something and i'm down here waiting and remember he tried you yes and i was just like whoa 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 this was like super thotty moment actually friends so right and since you're not paying for anyone's lifestyle this probably won't work out yeah like so so then i was like um Okay, so Medina, <laughs> we had to have a little conversation in the car, and I'm just like, and it was all good. I was like, look, we still hung out with him, and it was just like, we know how he is now. He gave us money so we could make our way back, on which I'm so glad he did because that was our broke. We was broke. Yeah, like I don't even think I was. I wasn't working because I was like, oh girl, I don't know if I can make that trip. You know, I ain't got no job. I'm living off my savings. I don't think this is a wise decision. But you, you see, I got in that car. We rode up through the mountains all the way up to Tennessee. All the way. That was a good time. That was that fun. reminds me another story with him when we I was in Texas and I was with Sandra mm-hmm. and um, we had gone out to a club and I think you were supposed to come but you didn't come it was like Christmas yeah. I ended up wrecking Sandra's car that night and because uh, this guy like cut us off and I was driving because she was doing something else and so I drove I remember and this and then you called me and you were like are you guys with such and such right now and you were so mad I was, I was like so we mad. actually got in a wreck um, we I was so mad yeah and I was just like um I thought you were coming you're not coming but we're in a wreck I gotta go um I'll call you back but we're like on the side of the road and then I thought that my um but y'all still ended up going yeah we did and we went to uh Onyx yes we went to Onyx and then after we went to Onyx Sandra was trying to go somewhere but we didn't end up going because I called AAA to tow her car (laughs) y'all went with a wrecked car well we were right there like we were about to take the exit and that's what I'm talking about by young dumb and full of cum you get in a car accident you're like girl let's still go turn up and that's normal young shit yeah I thought we were gonna have to go home but Sandra's like nah let's get like, it that's what I can say about her like she's always down to turn up and it's so funny because you're that well you used to be that <laughs> friend for me like you were like always down for the turn up now I'm we're like, older I'm tired I gotta go to work in the morning but you know what pop a caffeine pill get a Red Bull y'all and Kiki would go to work in her club dress I sure would I didn't care they knew my ass was young they were 50 they wanted to hear my stories and live through me now I just work with a bunch of 50 year olds who think that they still got it like that and I'm like we all need to sit our asses we all and I'll be sitting break a hip or something I'm trying to think of what other crazy did you ever do anything crazy that got you fired from a job no 
Let me share one more story about when okay. I got fired in college. So I used to work for Red Bull. And okay. um, man, I can honestly say Red Bull was one of the most amazing jobs that I think I have ever had in life. Like it was just mm-hmm. fun. Kiara was a Red Bull girl also just in D.C. Yeah. So it, they paid well. Getting paid Ooh, $13 yes. an hour in college is really awesome. And you work long. I mean, you work long hours. There would be times when I would work almost the whole fucking day, like on really? weekends. Are you kidding me? All the festivals. And w- there would be ours times. Ours were not like that. Oh, ours. In Atlanta, it was popping. Like you would be working from 6 a.m. in the morning and you wouldn't sometimes if you were OK with it, you wouldn't get home until like. 5 p.m., maybe sometimes 7 p.m., depending on what the festival was. It was crazy. It was crazy, but we had so much fun. That's how I met Hannah, uh-huh. Asia, who I used to be friends with, a lot of people. And so we had so much fun working there. Well, um, I worked there for like, a, I think I want to say like two years. And uh, we were Red Bull girls riding around a little Red Bull truck, going out, slanging Red Bull. We used to be slanging Red Bull for get, to get our nails done, like to get, in, <laughs> to get into the club, to pay for parking. Like It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And so... One day we had our uh, I can't remember what the name of our boss was the something something manager or something like that but field something field marketing something like that and she was just she just turned into a bitch like I felt like she started like hating on the cool Red Bull girls and it was weird like we were like <laughs> bitch you I know in college you were like nobody liked you mm-hmm. and so um, they started like slaving us we worked so hard I was like dang this is like slavery so one time I got on Twitter and. I, <laughs> This was like a lesson learned for real. Do not tweet or put anything bad about your job on social media because what I didn't know at this time in my young, dumb, and full of cum days is that they have people that that is their job to search for the hashtags, to search for the ads and the tags and to see what it is. And if you work for the company, you can and will lose your job most likely. So I tweeted, um, dang, like Red Bull treats us like slaves. And we... (laughs) And no, or I, I don't know if I said slaves or commoners, something like that. I think I said slaves, and then Asia reposted it and said more like common commoners or something like that. Uh-huh. The next thing I know, Asia got fired first. They pulled her in because they were really trying to get rid of her because her attitude was just bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, they pulled her in, and they were like, "We're gonna have to let you go because you were like, I don't even know the verbiage that they use. We were kids." <laughs> and then the next thing I know, a couple days later, they pulled me in, and they brought like a real manager in, and like they pulled me what? in a room, and they pulled up Twitter, they had it all printed out, and they're like, "Did you say that Red Bull treats you like slaves?" And at this one, I knew I was getting fired. I was like, "What y'all do?" And they're like, "You're you you know you're fired, right?" And I was just the same thing Mario said, "You know you're fired, right?" And I was just like. <laughs> And my mom got in my ass. I literally. What did she say? She was like, Medina, how could you not know that they there? That's someone's job to look on the internet to see who is talking about them. And I was like, I just didn't know, mom. It's Twitter. I thought this was a young people thing. <laughs> I literally lost my most amazing job at Red Bull. Cried my eyes out because I tweeted that they treated us like slavery. Fuck y'all though. I don't give a fuck. That's on you because I like Red Bull. I wouldn't mind if you guys wanted to sponsor us or <laughs> anything like that. Um, the views expressed by Medina Monroe are not that of cocktail story discussion as a whole or myself, Kiki. Um, I never got fired from a job for anything like that. There were definitely times where I probably would have, but because um, I didn't do anything to actually fuck up or say anything publicly Uh I didn't have those issues but I remember and this is even more embarrassing because this is in more recent years but whatever I got so fucked up at a club one night um 
I was trying to think to save this story for a club episode, but I got to tell it today because this is a dumb moment. Mm. So I was like all stressed out. I got laid off from my job. They were downsizing. So then I was feeling like I was just this young, rich white woman for a while because they had given me a severance pay and then I had unemployment and I just, I didn't have to work for a while. And then I had a boo at the time who was helping me out. And then I had my old boo who was helping me out. So it was just like, things were good. And I was just having fun. And it was just like, whatever. Yeah, I can have fun. I can explore Uh, my dreams and I can get back to that because I was working a job that I didn't want and I was about to quit anyway so it just worked out that Mm -hmm. I didn't quit too soon so anyway goes to the club for somebody's birthday um, my boo's friend's birthday you guys I got so fucked up I basically fainted in the club not only did I faint but I fell in slow motion sideways according to the reports because I don't remember this shit it was like a flash um I knocked over about eight hookahs at the table I knocked over bottles and shit I had a burn on my back I still have that scar to my day um it burned I had and then I was confused because I was like I had on a long sleeve dress it's fire well, well, I had the burn. Well, I didn't know if it was a burn or a scratch or what. I just had this mark on my back. And I was like, how would I get this mark on my back if I had on a long sleeve dress? Because I wasn't sure what happened to me. So then later <laughs> I hear the story that I fell and knocked over the hookahs. I was like, oh, a hookah cold must have burned Was there a hole a on your dress? Yeah, but I didn't realize it. Okay. When I took it off. Like, I just took it off because my ass was laid out drunk at the dude's house. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to get to work. So it wasn't real work. It was just play play work. And I don't want to say where it was so because, uh, yeah. So I had to get there. And I had made up all of these crazy excuses. And I went in there. My makeup was, like, smeared across my face because I had been sweating. And I was so drunk the night before. That then, like, the days later, I see these two girls who were such nice girls. I wish I knew their names. But they were coming out of the gym. And they were like, hey, girl. And I was like, hi. Like, I don't know these hoes. So they were like, you don't remember us, but we helped you out of the club the other night when you got really drunk. And I was like, oh. Well, hey, what's up? So there was that. And then, like, I had a, I had, I don't know why I like to wear super low cut um, gowns when I go out. <laughs> gowns? <laughs> because I ain't got no breasts. But I love those deep V dresses. My titties were all out. Like, I had taped the dress down. The tape wasn't there. When I got up the next morning, the tape was, like, on my neck. Like, it was really bad. And this was at Aroma. And I'm just like, wow. This is not how I should be spending my years. Because on at this time, I was on the, the wrong side of 25 to be doing shit like this. But we'll just we'll tell more of those club stories another another because I'm sitting here reminiscing like sometimes when you think about those moments sometimes it makes me sad and I'm like yeah sometimes I miss it and then sometimes I'm like I was really doing dumb shit <laughs> by the grace of God I'm still here hallelujah would you stop thinking about what everyone wants stop thinking about what I want what he wants what your parents want what do you want what do you want it's not that simple what it's- do you want what do you want? Hey, ladies, how you doing? We're good, Diane. We're good. All right, so I have a date place for you this week. 
And I just want to let you know, it's like a family friendly place. So I want to say that it's just not a first date type of place. This is one of those places you want to go with someone that you got seasoned with, like someone that you've been knowing for at least like a couple months. This shouldn't be your first date because this calls for real conversation and real feelings. So this is where me and my Vinny went. We ended up going to Tapello Honey Cafe. It's in Sandy Springs. And it is so tasty. Have you been there, Kiki? Yes, I love it. Have you been there, Medina? I absolutely love that place. The food is so good. All right. So for my appetizer, I ended up getting like this fried pickles type of thing. But it had like fried pickles, fried cauliflower. It had like Mm -hmm. other little veggies in there. Also, it was really and it wasn't like extra fried. It was just kind of like dipped in it, like kind of just crispy. It was really good. Had carrots, a little sauce. It was really amazing, really affordable. So this is what I had when I went for brunch for my main entree. I got the fried green tomato sandwich. Oh my gosh. It was so delish. I don't even know what to say. Fried green tomato. When you think about fried green tomato, you probably think about the movie, but this was a sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> and it was just so delicious for my side with it. Oh, I just want to let you know this. It had um, it had pimento cheese on it. And I'm not really a mm. fan of pimento cheese, but it tastes like heaven kinds of heaven cheese. That's what they should call it. So for my side, I ended up getting this crispy Brussels sprouts. It was just such a nice vegetarian meal. And it was just so amazing. It had smoked jalapeno aioli on it. It was amazing. You got to try it. For my drink, I ended up getting a Tapello margarita. But my most favorite favorite drink was the honeysuckle and lavender flip. You guys, it had house-made lavender in it. Vodka, fresh lemon, soda water. It was just so amazing. That sounds really good, actually. It sounds refreshing. It does. But before I go, I just want to leave you with this. If he ain't picking you up and... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> good game. If he's picking you up and he's late, don't let him mate. Bye, ladies. Bye, Diane. That was Bye, weird. crazy. Bye, girl. <laughs> if you guys ever want any advice or you want to tell us something crazy that happens and you can't tell your friends and you just want to tell us, shoot us an email at cocktails, C-O-C-K-T-A-L-E-S dot A-T-L at gmail.com. So... This le- this listener writes in and says, so I've been enjoying the outdoor life, hiking, rock climbing, and camping. Ooh. I have really delved into rock climbing. It's great exercise and an amazing way to meet people. I joined a new gym on last week and have gone the past four days in a row, meeting about a dozen new friends along the way. The first guy I met inspired this post. He is really tall, fit, and handsome. He beams and glows with an incredibly positive energy. He climbs like a badass, and everyone respects and likes him. I was by myself, climbing alone, and he casually came up and asked if I need a a belay partner. Did I say that right? I don't know. You know a partner so you don't fall and bust your ass. Okay. Long story short, we've been talking and or climbing ever since. And he invited me to a three-day trip for rock climbing, camping, and a music concert. I'm excited to make a new friend, but I can't help but to notice the sexual tension. He is really hot. And I can tell we have mutual respect and admiration. But here's the thing. Because I was like, what's wrong with this? Right. I'm sitting here like, bitch, you just trying to make us jealous? Right. I think he may live in like a van. Have 
Have y'all ever heard of van dwelling or tiny houses? I've heard of tiny houses. Okay. People are converting vans and buses to houses and traveling all over with them. I have considered myself for fun, but still keeping a settled home with land. IDK, if I should ever even take a guy seriously, if he lives a sort of vagabond lifestyle, I'm not going to confirm or deny my attraction, but it is making me want to ask so many questions. Would you date a guy who lives the van lifestyle? No. Honestly, all 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 jokes aside, normally I'd be joking. Um, I actually would. I think that it's admirable. Why? When people choose to live a different life than what society has made us think what we have to do. Mm -hmm. So it sometimes I'm my whole life. I've always been attracted to people like that. Now, I've never met someone who's living in a van. (laughs) It's different if you're just homeless and this is just what you're doing and you don't have no aspiration. But it takes a lot of money to actually build up a van or a bus into a home. And it takes a lot of courage to decide that this is what you're going to do with your life. You're going to go on. You're basically living a life of adventure. And that is it's it's interesting to me. I'm not saying we're going to get married and I'm not saying that it's going to work out in the end. But I am saying that I would give it a try. Would you have sex with him? I probably would. Okay. see, look, if it was a decked out. Have you seen some of these vans? I, I have. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't care I'm just like okay that's cool if you want to live your life that way nothing against them I just don't think it's gonna be a good fit for me sometimes I need my space ain't no space in no van like talking about it like you can buy the biggest bus that shit ain't that that big it's a trailer don't knock it until you try it no, that's all okay. I'm gonna tell her like try it's probably gonna be the best sex of her fucking life could you imagine being in the middle of a national ass park in a decked out van and you're fucking somebody who probably has great sex and there's probably a grizzly bear or a wild coyote and he's probably pot. prepared to protect you from it doubt it mm. <laughs> Not with my luck. This nigga will be done been like, bitch, the van only got so much gas and you're holding up too much weight. But she's already a wilderness type of girl. I would say, girl, go for it and just try it. This isn't to say you're going to marry him or end up with him. Try it. This might be the best. It's just a trip. He ain't even tried to fuck you. You just said it was She want to fuck, though. She did. (laughs) I think you should go and just hang out and have fun. It could be a nice little fling. It's going to be an adventure. That's for one. And then you can write us back and tell us how it went because I, I am interested to know I just know I wouldn't do it but I ain't gonna tell you not to do it I'm, I'm a little bit different and we we know I don't make good decisions so don't listen to me no way yeah write us back and let us know because I and let us know if he has any friends because I'm looking for someone to cheat on my boyfriend with so going into the next advice letter <laughs> I have nothing to say to that <laughs> okay hi ladies I have a question for you Hello. I have my hey <laughs> I have my own career, busted my ass in school, make about 100K less than what my man makes. How much he make? With, okay. a, <laughs> with a solid trajectory of salary increasing each year. I'm on track to make partner in five to seven years. I grew up poor, so securing my financial independence and security has always been very important to me. And I do value my identity as a businesswoman. My man wants a stay-at-home wife or at least a wife with a minimal career, encumbrances, perhaps flex time or part-time at most, it's very likely that his salary will increase to at least 500000 plus. But he does value time with me, and eventually we plan to have kids, and that's more important than the money. If necessary, when the time comes, he has offered to take a substantial pay cut, about 50% 
cut to be more of a family man. My question for you ladies is, would you give up your career to stay at home and support your husband while possibly having a small career on the side? You're in your late 20s. He's in his late 30s. Imagine three kids down the lines. Thoughts? I... Oh my gosh, like I feel like a real woman this episode. Like cuz I'm really like touching into like my motherhood side and just like uh-huh. my that side. And so what do you feel? I feel like um sh- what does she say? How do you would you give up your career to stay at home and support your husband while po- I I would. Well, possibly I'm glad she put while possibly having a small career on the side. I would. I would because family is important to me mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I remember my mom always being there and my mom wasn't a stay-at-home mom just mm-hmm. to be clear we weren't rich and she wanted to say she did work but I do remember my mom being there and making my basketball games making my cheerleading stuff when you we play basketball girl in junior high I play basketball oh. and um she was there and that's very important to me if slash when I make a bunch of money and I get married and have kids. I don't want to raise a bunch of little rich kids, but we were but we were never like no they have those issues that rich kids have. My dad was always out of town, so I started doing pills and my mom just didn't care. She was I don't want that. I want, I do want to I don't mind being the one that has to stop and stop for a minute, not saying it would be forever. And do what I got to do as a mom. I I will enjoy being a mother. Okay. Well, <laughs> I can't stand here. <laughs> I think that sounds great. And I think that definitely aligns with your own values. However, I am curious to know what um, you, the listener, what your career path is. Because while I think that you can take a backseat or you could do like some flexible things or like work part time, um, it kind of depends on what your career is. Because certain careers will afford you that opportunity. And then others, it's like, no, we need somebody who's going to be available. So I think that you um, you need to take a minute and really evaluate your own personal feelings before you go back to your husband and your man, wherever y'all are in life, and figure out. I don't want, I, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just, I consider myself a realist. If things don't work out or if you guys don't end up having kids and you have left your career to try and have kids or you have put these things on hold to pursue this, are you going to be okay? Like, is are you personally going to be okay if it doesn't work out or if you don't have these kids or you try for a really long time? Like, if the shit doesn't work out, I want you to be okay and I want you to consider that. And then also consider what are you realistically going to be able to do in a part-time um, element for whatever your career is. If it's something where you still feel like you'll be able to have your own identity inside of your marriage and inside of being a mother, which I think is very important no matter if you work or not, Um just think about that and if you think I mean you'll never really know until you do it but if you can kind of think of some some ways for you to make sure that you're okay then I would say go for it because y'all making a lot of fucking money I was just about to say y'all girl you don't be, be broke <laughs> you're and small, I told, your nigga is making 500 cut okay you're good like she has well, one of those lifestyles y'all probably got 
or savings you, right a whole bunch they have shit. she has that lifestyle where you can make a mistake and if it doesn't work out you'll still be okay because it's not you're not like us where we if we make a financial mistake and quit the job and shit don't work out we're not we can't fall back on I our parents be, okay i'll be calling <laughs> my friends like can i stay with you because girl it's gonna be real so you i think i want to commend you because it seems like you guys have both set yourselves up well to be able to even have these conversations because a lot of people who want to have kids and build their family like with the kids they can't afford to do that so it's good that you guys are in a place where you can i hope that you're able to because i think that would be great like i love to work but i think if i found somebody who i was in love with and he brought his little stepkids and then we had like some adopted kids and shit i would not want to work as much or i would want to be in a position where i could work but i don't necessarily need to be in the office because i do want to be with the children of the dog and i just want to add <laughs> i can't stand you. i just want to add in that Sometimes we forget what matters in life. And yeah. those are the things that matters. Those memories that you'll create with your children or your stepchildren or your dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that matter in life and not not the money. It's good mm-hmm. and it's important. Not the job. It's good and it's important. But those aren't the things that matter. That's not going to shape your child. So I think it's important that you be there. And I think you, you should take a little bit of what I said and a little bit of what Kiki said and, and go with that. And yeah. you'll make the right decision. Yeah. And you rich. So. And talk to your husband. Hell. And if he don't answer the phone, then that's a red flag right there. You really got to reevaluate. Do I really want to be having kids with this nigga? Okay. But on a serious note, if you guys have any advice, um, email us cocktails.atl at gmail.com. And we're going to give you our cocktails and then we're going to get out of here. Hey. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So... I uh, my 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 inspiration for my cocktail today was college because <clears throat> we were talking about young dumb and full of cum. So this is a uh, embarrassing for the person that it happened to. But so I used to date this guy in college, and as soon as I saw him at uh, in freshman in my uh, what was it called inauguration? At black colleges do different shit. So if you didn't go to black college, you won't understand. But we had like an inauguration period. Did y'all Howard? What do you mean? Okay, never mind. Um, so, <laughs> like in we, the beginning of the year, yeah, you have okay, these different events yeah. where you go to. Par- okay, so at I went to Clark Atlanta, which is in the AUC, and so we had what we call Olive Branch. What it was where Morehouse, Clark, and Spelman all have this big party at the Morehouse gym. Hmm. So much fun. It was part of inaugurations. I think it was. I could be wrong, but anyways. So we, I went to the Olive Branch and I saw this man, this boy. He was a boy at the time, and I saw him. And as soon as I saw him, I knew that I had to have him. And I've always been the type of person where, like, when I see somebody and I know I have to have them, I will get them. Now it might not work out, and it might not be how I thought I wanted to have them, but I will create some type of relationship with them. And so I met this this guy and um. Man, I wish I could say his name, but he probably does something now in life that would come back and he assumed me. But um, (laughs) I just fell in love with him. As soon as I saw him, I was like, man, I want to marry him. (laughs) I always say that, but I really Mm -hmm. did. And he was such a handsome dream. And uh, anyways, what ended up happening was I ended up dating him, if we can even call it that in college. And uh, one of our first times meeting, I remember he told me to come to his dorm room in in Morehouse. And uh, the name of the I can't remember the name of the dorm, but Martin Luther King lived in there. It was like this big historic dorm. Yeah. Walked over there in the middle of the night by my damn self. He wasn't a man yet. And um, 
went over. Sade came with me because she was talking to one of his friends and um, we separated. She went to his room. I went to my dude's room and I was just so happy to be in his presence and just so young and stupid and naive. Anyways, it, we didn't go on like any date or anything, but we ended up like having these amazing kisses like throughout the whole entire night. Like, we were just like making out. Like who can say make out and really love it? Like we were just like really making out. And I knew that we weren't really going to have sex because I, I just knew we weren't going to have sex. By the way, yeah. He looked. I was like, I'm not going to do this to myself. So we made out. I kind of like started to feel on his pee pee a little bit. It was small. His pee pee? Oh, it well, was, was small. small. Okay. He's mixed with white and black. <laughs> he, he didn't get the, he didn't inherit the black side. So, um, so I would feel on his pee pee a little bit and like we were kissing. It was great kissing and he like pulled his pee pee out. And we were only kissing. And this is when I knew I was a bad bitch. He nutted all on my what? black dress. Like, all and all I was doing was kissing y'all I can't lie I didn't rub it a little bit I didn't like go down and glick it I wasn't doing that freshman year not yet and (laughs) and he he nutted like a big old like like tall maybe grande like from Starbucks grande version that's a lot it was so it was embarrassing I ended up having to leave the dorm and I I had to like calm him down because he was like I'm so sorry like I don't know what took over me I was like I do <laughs> like do y'all know who I is like follow me at copy maintain it look but no so he he nutted like all on my black shirt and I liked him so much that I was just like oh it's okay we like wiped off and I had like this crusty stain and I left damn crusty stain I, I walked out the dorm and I was like what happened I told her the story she was like the fuck that is my cocktail it was a legit cocktail on your damn shirt. On my damn black shirt. And it was Sade's shirt. Damn. <laughs> the end. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of black things, I used to be a club rat. Right? And um, I used to go to this club called The Park at 14. Anybody in D.C. who's listening, if you know who Yusef is... <laughs> He worked on the third floor at the bar. He was a bartender. He's beautiful. He had like a buzz cut. He had tattoos. He was given like an exotic Paul Walker vibe or something. I don't fucking know, but he was fine. Well, I had some of the liquid courage one night when I went out and we used to go there religiously every Thursday and Friday night. We skipped Saturday nights because that was Asian night and we wasn't really with that. So anyway, we go to the club. I got super drunk. I always only wanted to order my drinks from him, whether somebody else was buying them or me, usually somebody else. I decided I'm going to give him my number. Shoot your shot, Kiara. Like, why not? Y'all, I gave this man my number, but I wrote it on a black napkin with black ink and my friends were like trying to save me from the situation and they were like kiki come on kiki come on like we gotta go you're drunk and i was like no i'm not i'm flirting with him and he likes it and i tipped him already so i'm gonna give him my number and he's gonna call me and i'm just you know it's hard to tell me anything when i've been drinking so I gave him my number and like he was really concerned like is your friend okay because well first before I could even write my number on the black napkin I had a click pin and I hadn't clicked the damn pin so then once I was instructed to click the pin I was like I got it and I'm writing on this black napkin to give him my number so did he call me no obviously not because he couldn't see shit that I wrote and it also didn't stop me from giving him the eye every time I saw him the next week when I was there. And that is my cocktail. Just embarrassing. Cheers. Will I ever grow up? Yes, you grown, girl. Am I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I guess so. It's okay to, as long as you handle your money correctly, <clears throat> you pay your bills on time, it don't matter what else happened. You grown. As long I as mean, you're responsible with money, you're not out here taking trips that you know you can't afford and you, and you can't, ain't going to be able to pay your rent. You're grown. Like everything well, else is the under the rug. Like It's good to have positive people <clears throat> like that in your life, you know, guys, because. <laughs> it is. And y'all, we just want to remind you to like make sure you follow us on social media. Yes. Kiara, what's your Instagram? Kiki says so. K I K I S A I D S O. And follow me also. Uh, my Instagram is at Coffee Bean Dean. Everything is spelled how it sounds C O F F E E D B E A N D E A N. Coffee Bean Dean. <laughs> follow us. Yes, and follow us at Cocktails ATL. Again, if you have anything you want to send us, any questions, comments, um, we don't really care about your concerns, just send it to cocktails.atl at gmail.com. So until next week, bye. Cheers. I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.